0: I'm here with Bill Dunn from Elm City Brewing or Brewery? Uh, Elm City Brewing Company. Brewing Company yep. in Key City, New Hampshire in, you said, southwest New uh, Hampshire. Southwest
1: corner of New Hampshire, yep.
0: So, again, as I told you, I'm interviewing a lot of these uh, lesser-known breweries that okay. have won the, the Saver Lottery, which is great because, you know, all my listeners know about Dogfish Victory, yep. even, you know, the brewery and, you know, uh, Lost Abbey. Yep. So, you know, I want to talk to you, these guys, especially ones with
1: good beer. So you got pouring two beers tonight. You yep. have a pale ale, right? Uh, we have a Monadnock Mountain Ale, which is our American pale ale, which is a little bit hoppier than most American pale ales, but we like the hops too. So.
0: And then you're also pouring a, uh, a vanilla, oatmeal stout?
1: Vanilla oatmeal stout, which is 100% vanilla uh, bean extract on uh, our oatmeal stout, and it pairs really nice, Adds a really nice creamy body to it. We've gotten a really good response from it so
0: all right let's start off with the, the brewery itself are yes. you a brew pub production brewery how old are you how big is your brew house how much fermenter space do you have things like that
1: we are a small uh, full service restaurant brew pub uh been open for 16 years uh i've been brewing there for a little over seven and a half now um what was the other question, I'm sorry?
0: How big is your brew house?
1: Uh brew house is a little seven-barrel brew system with four uni-tank fermenters and six serving tanks. Uh, we do about 580 barrels a year is about what we average, which is about our capacity. We can't make any more. And we usually have a minimum of 40 different styles throughout the year. We keep beer categories, so we have a gold, a malty, a hoppy, and a dark. So if you come one week, it could be an Imperial IPA. Two weeks later, it could be an ESB. Two weeks later, it could be a Pale Ale. So we very rarely repeat beers. I mean, okay. we will over the years, but you won't see the same beer for six months to eight months.
0: Gotcha. So it could be double IPA, then you'd be cruising into a Pilsner or something
1: like that. Uh, well, we always keep the hoppy category or a stout or a dark category. So we could have a Schwartz, we could have a Porter, we could have a stout on. But we'll always have something dark. We'll always have something hoppy. Something we we'll like a brown ale. Yeah, I was
0: thinking a nice hoppy Pilsner. But, you know. Yeah,
1: Oh well, that would be in our gold category. Oh, gold category. Yeah, yeah okay. we would have a gold category. We would do Kolsch, Cream Ales, okay. um, other hoppy gold beers. Okay, so, uh, what, what's your biggest, what's your flagship or, or biggest selling beers? Our biggest selling beer, believe it or not, is our Keen Kolsch, which is our, basically a Kolsch, nice German Blond Ale, uh, very easy drinking. We, we do mix, uh, we do make our peachy Keen and our raspberry wheat out of the Kolsch as well, which is one of the reasons why it's our biggest seller, because we have three brands off of the one brand.
0: The, uh, the Kolsch, you know, I'm more curious. I wish I could taste it right now because, you know, I love a good Kolsch, but I'm kind of picky about my kolsch, okay. you know. I had one last night. I can't remember the brewery over there somewhere, yeah. right? And it was it was a little too fruity. Okay. It wasn't really lagered enough, you yeah. know, and it was kind of like American... You know Version, of Ale Kolsch, you yeah. know, okay. Not not, not a yeah. nice So uh, how does your uh Kolsch fit in? Well tradi- you can you can tell me exactly what I want to hear, yeah. but I'm, I'm just curious. Well, you tradi- know, do you lager your Kolsch uh,
1: traditionally Kolsches are ales. Uh an alt beer is uh, old ale from Germany, which is old ale not because the beer is old but because it's an ale. Uh, as well as Kolsch is also an ale from Germany. Right. So it's gonna have a little bit more of a fruity character than log or wood. Uh, but you well, want that well, subdued as well. You don't want it like uh, pale ale. Well, what I, what I meant, and, and, and you
0: probably, you know, you're a professional brewer. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You've probably gone to school. I haven't. Yeah. But aren't coaches traditionally uh, lager, you know, seller age, cold age, to, to um, clean them up?
1: They can be cellar age or cold age for, you know, a couple weeks to three weeks. I think uh, most people do about 21 days for a Kolsch. Uh Unfortunately, because our—I mean, fortunately and unfortunately—we're selling so much beer, we're lucky if we get 11 days from grain to glass on our beer.
0: I mean, that's 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 part of the business. Yeah, oh know. yeah.
1: So you know, how, how, is, so the is Kolsch it nice, is very light. Kolsch? It's actually a little bit thicker body than most Kolsch's you'll have because yeah. I really like body and beer. I always like to have a little bit of mouthfeel uh, when I'm doing it. But it'll be the traditional, it'll be a uh, hopped with sauce, so it have a very, very slight grassy hoppiness to it. Um, real easy drinking, very light-bodied.
0: So the one beer that you're pouring tonight is your American Pale Ale. Yes, yep. And uh, you mentioned it's a little more hoppy than
1: your average that Pale Ale. Traditional American Pale Ale, yeah. It's about 60 IBUs, and I think traditional American Pale Ales are anywhere from 25 to about 40 IBUs. It's been about 20
0: minutes since I've had it, so I really can't give you a a very uh, exact critique but I remember thinking oh this is the hops were nice and floral a little bit of citrusy but there was a big malt backbone to it you know it had that it had that uh, bread pudding that had that um there's just that big breadiness to back it up, you know, kind of an English influence on the whole thing. Yeah, well, and you know, I really liked it. It's liked really it kind it of
1: funny that I, I, me personally, I think the East Coast has a very European influence on their beers, where the West Coast is just they go crazy and do whatever they want over there. Right, right. Um, I do like West Coast pale ales and IPAs and that, but I, I'm a, as I said with the culture, I like a little more body. If I'm going for very, very high hops, I usually go for a much thicker body to balance. I'm all about balance in beer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of. You know, for uh, for a national beer that a lot of people can taste, you know, think uh, Avery IPA, right? Yeah. Where it's that big English style, you know, that's similar to what your American pale is. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah. yeah. And I use English malts in the American pale as well as a little bit of German uh, malt. I use a little bit of Weirman malt to accentuate the Cascade hops. I find that a little okay. bit of Weirman malt will add a little bit more citrusiness to the beer which is what Cascade pretty much has. as the grapefruity characters. So it actually ex- helps accentuate the Cascade hops in it as well.
0: So right here I have the Oatmeal Vanilla Stout. Yes. And you've got to give me some hints on how you're using vanilla because uh, it's
1: Oh, no, please go ahead. It,
0: it, it's really well integrated. There's no rough edges. It, it, just, it just fits in there. Oh, and, thank you, you so much. Some people don't use vanilla right. I mean, yeah. Some people have a very rough edge around it. Yeah.
1: Well, right now we are in the process of working with this beer and using real vanilla beans. But my concern was bringing it to D.C. and that we're working on it. I was afraid I might over-vanilla it. So I used 100% vanilla extract. So no fake, 100% real vanilla bean extract in it. So I could dial it right in perfectly. When I go back to the brew pub, I'm going to be dialing in and actually using real vanilla beans.
0: That's interesting. So... Just to be clear for the listeners, yeah. when you say 100% real vanilla bean extract, it's not the medicine-y fake no, stuff. It's, it's not. It's, it's not the it's stuff you find in the grocery stores. it's yeah. just extracted and in concentrated form.
1: Exactly. It's not the imitation vanilla you'd be baking with at your store or anything like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, 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 if this gives you a consistent product, you know, yeah. which I can imagine the extract would be easier to work with than yes. beans. Yeah the extract you're going to get off beans are going to vary from batch to batch exactly um, exactly that's what one, I, one I think this concern. tastes you know great don't tell anyone I just oh, keep, no. keep doing what works
1: all right thank you yeah I, th- I think it tastes almost a little bit like ice cream i gotta i gotta be honest with you i was like i tried i'm like wow this would make a great beer float there's a little vanilla ice cream in there it'd be amazing <laughs> it could work it could yep. work uh it's getting a little
0: later in the session, so I can't remember all the questions I already asked. Oh, that's quite okay. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about some of your other uh, beers. We're talking about flagships, but what are some of your other uh, what, exciting beers that you
1: do? Exciting beers we do. Let's see. We do all kinds of stuff because we're a brew pub. I do over 40 different styles throughout the year. Uh, some of our biggest selling beers would be our Smoked Porter, uh, which is uh, F&C Smokestack Porter. We have a, we're an old mill. has a huge, giant smokestack. With F&C on it, which is, doesn't mean something what other people thought it meant, what F&C <laughs> meant. actually stands oh, for Faulkner no. and Colony, which were the owners of the mill. Uh, so,
0: you're, you're, is it is like a German smoke, smoke
1: No, it's a, it's more of an American smoke porter. So, it's got a really thick body. It wouldn't be like an English porter, which would have a little bit of a lighter body. It's smoke, very thick. Are you using
0: environment
1: or something uh, yeah, else? Yeah, I'm using Smoke Mall. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? We have a, and I don't mean to be getting on a smoke kick. We do a, a Smoke 420. Because it was my 420th batch, I decided to do a smoked beer. And it's uh, basically, I was going for a Rauch beer, but I was afraid people would be horrified by it who weren't weren't used to a Rauch beer. So it's more of a smoked uh, Marzen, and it sells great. Everyone loves it. It's got a a nice sweetness that uh, accentuates the uh, smokiness. We have uh, our lunch pale ale, which is our straight up uh, English pale ale that we do, 25 IBUs. That's one of our biggest sellers. Our Monaghan Mountain ale that we discussed earlier is our biggest seller besides the Kolsch. I can uh, imagine that. Yeah, people tasty. love that beer. And we have a, our IPA is called No Name because we had a competition to name it, and nobody liked the name that won. So we and everyone's calling it No Name IPA because it didn't have one. So that kind of stuck. Uh, that's also one of our biggest sellers as well. Very cool. Thank you very much. No, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. Good to meet you. Good to meet you.
0: This podcast was produced by the Brewers Association and presented by Craft Beer Radio. To find more information on Savor or further podcasts, visit craftbeerradio.com slash savor or craftbeer.com. This content is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information.